Thank you for joining us on the latest Berwick Partners and Odgers Bernstein Leadership Series. Today, we're going to be discussing flexible working. It's an issue that divides many organisations across all industry sectors and one that boards are still very much wrestling with. I'm delighted to be joined by Sarah Findlater, Group HR Director of Marks and Spencers. Well, Sarah, thank you for agreeing to speak with us about how and why MS are challenging the traditional working patterns within retail and seeking to create a cultural shift um, towards flexible working. We know flexible working is an area that many industry sectors are grappling with, so your willingness today to share some insight is greatly appreciated. Can I start by asking um, asking you to share some background to the initial trial of MS's work-life offering and why the leadership team felt that it was important to introduce it? Yes, of course. Good morning. Um, on, on the back of the pandemic, we were experiencing really quite high attrition within our retail management population, um, with leavers moving to roles outside of retail that really offered more flexible working patterns, Monday to Friday contracts, um, and more consistent work patterns, really. And we were aware that stores, particularly, were not always seen as an attractive place to work from a work-life balance point of view. And that presented challenges with career paths, with us being able to attract brilliant talent, and also with our own internal talent mobility and being able to move colleagues between the stores environment and our support centre environment, um, because our most talented colleagues were really reluctant to leave an office environment and what was perceived more flexible um, and I guess progressive environment with no weekend working in the main. So in summary, there were really three drivers for us as a leadership team that was about retaining our top talent and our most brilliant people really reimagining and changing the perception of retail to attract top talent and removing some of the barriers to varied and what we call squiggly career paths within MS itself. Thank you. And, and culturally, where would you say MS are now on that journey? You know, how does the, how does the culture feel? How would you describe it? I mean, look, it's, it, I think it continues to be a journey for us, but we are so much more open. Um, we're having more personal human conversations about what matters. I think it's moved the culture from feeling like everything needs to be standardised and we need to work through a solution that's going to work from, for everybody to accepting that actually you know, everybody's different and people's needs are different and therefore we need to have great conversations about that and face into it. Um, and I think we've seen so many benefits everybody is just much more open-minded really to this being a, a sort of progressive way forward um so i think our i think our culture is shifting um for, for the better um we're very much you know we're really focused on this being right for the business and right for our customers as well as right for our colleagues so there's a good balance there um and i think that enables us to, to manage it well perfect that kind of leads me on to the next piece then is that Delivering that and building that more importantly, what are the key factors that a leader and indeed a business should consider when introducing a flexible working agenda? And I, I guess I'm particularly thinking within a retail environment, which is a 24-7 fast-paced operation. 
Yeah, look, I think there are sort of three or four things, really. I think the first thing is brilliant two-way conversations are absolutely critical and have been critical to the success of work life for MS for sure. Um, and we're talking about flexibility on both sides. You know, we're a commercial business and we need to put our customers first, but we want to be able to offer flexibility. So a good two-way conversation that treats people as individuals. Um, important it really important is forward planning it's absolutely critical to ensure that key times of the day are covered and the customer and the business don't suffer as a result so we need to be organized and look ahead and ensure that the model works for everybody and we need to establish sort of really clear boundaries to ensure that managers and colleagues can switch off and um, when they're away from work so we learned quite a lot in our trial about having to sort of just shift slightly how you know how we interact with each other and then we also needed to shift a mindset about expecting that man, you know understanding that managers won't be present at all times in our stores particularly for leaders um, visiting from the support center for example um, so so sort of understanding the sort of that some of those consequences um, have been an important part of our journey and I guess as you said you have such a breadth of of colleagues and the roles that they do from front facing to head office to to, to to operations delivery. How do you create some sort of equilibrium quality across that? Because each role has a different pressure and a different requirement. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been one of the things we've struggled with most from a leadership perspective has been really sort of getting our heads around. It's really difficult to legislate for this it's really difficult to say that you know this is the policy this is the, the approach what we've talked about is what's important and what's important to us and, and some principles around what are important so we've talked about things like you know be, being present for our customers our support center is there to, to support our stores um, we want to offer flexibility and we want this to feel two-way and actually different teams have got to work out what's going to work well for for that their specific team when they're working through um, their flexible working arrangements um, we talk about it being very individual and we also talk about the importance of you know what, what's done together is also really important so we do believe that you know cultures are created when we're together and challenge is better when we're together and we'll be more innovative when we're together and we encourage colleagues to come together in our support centers for example for anchor days um, throughout the week to make sure that they're connecting we believe it's important for well-being so we're having sort of different conversations across our business and we've tried to get much more comfortable with that in our stores environment we've been we've offered three clear working patterns and given the volume and the scale of that population that works well too so we've offered a four-day compressed week where the team work their hours across four longer days we've offered a four-day a nine-day fortnight sorry where the teams work their hours over five days in one week and four the next and or an average over the nine days and then we've got a mixed model where the team work a variety of five-day weeks four-day weeks and a nine-day fortnight um, so with our store population we're much clearer on the working patterns to, and, and, but, there, but there's still some flexibility within that and of course we still offer part-time roles and opportunities so it is really a, you know to your point a much it's, a, it's, a, it's about a culture of, of flexibility but putting our store our business and our, our customers you know right at the center of those debates so you know as we've just talked about the different options that you you offer within the stores 
I guess that then leads on to what have been the greatest benefits that you've seen, both from a well-being perspective, but also a commercial one. Um, yeah, look, there's um, there's been many actually, and we've measured this. Yeah, we we were really conscious of it when we were doing the trial. We wanted to really understand the impact of sort of moving this in this direction. There, there were lots of good colleague engagement score for our management population. And we saw absolutely no negative impact on any of the commercial measures or our operational KPIs. The majority of our colleagues actually told us they saw more of their line manager um, than they had done previously because they were covering kind of a different end of the of the trading day. Um, but what was particularly interesting, um, I thought, is that the level of engagement of colleagues who did not opt to take a flexible working pattern also increased um, and that was because they felt they had choice and they had options and we cared about their well-being and their flexibility you know and look there's been lots of uh, factors that have affected our, our recent strong business performance so i can't directly attribute work life to that um, and to our improved business results um, but we've seen a clear and direct reduction in management attrition which has saved us costs on recruiting um, and inducting new colleagues we know there's a direct correlation between increased increased engagement and increased productivity which should lead to increased revenue and in addition we also know from colleague listening groups that new managers joining us are joining because of this part of our people proposition um, and they're telling us this is in, in particular what attracted them to join MS. and then some of the stay-in interviews we've done have told us the same thing so we're keeping hold of our good talent and they're not being tempted by our competition um, because they just feel we've got more flexibility I think what's also interested from listening groups is that they're starting to feel that MS really does care about their their, their well-being um, and the roles that they play outside of work so we've got lots of examples of carers um, saying look I'm able to play a bigger role in my grandchildren's lives or it just helps me with childcare now which is really important to us as part of our ED&I agenda. Mm, no no that's great um, and actually I was going to ask about um, you know how you referred in the past to the work-life offering being a key component of your talent acquisition strategy and by the sounds of what you're saying it really has become an integrated part of that that talent acquisition strategy absolutely i mean for me that's the biggest reason really we wanted to do this we i believe you know it's a trailblazing initiative in retail at the time we launched it no other retailer were offering um, this and like i say it's definitely helped us both attract both retain and attract great great people to our business so it's certainly impacting our talent strategy for the better and, and in terms of obviously delivering something and putting something like this in place from a trial perspective and now from a and policy, I guess, or, or, or working practice. What have been the sort of practical ways of implementing this and some of the, the technology that's been involved? How have you galvanised that together? Yeah, it, um, it's, 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 we learned a lot of lessons. Um, the first thing, and I can't stress this enough, was really supporting our line managers to have brilliant conversations that focused on the needs of the individual. Um, that, that helped hugely. Um, we also included some technology top tips in readiness for the work-life trial. So really simple things such as showing how to manage alerts to be able to switch off when you're away from work, how to schedule emails to be sent at a time when you're away from work 
and others might not be. We really wanted to start to drive a culture that talked to the importance of well-being and colleague downtime and making sure that this trial, you know, we wanted this trial to work. We wanted it to be successful. So we did want people when they were away from work to be away from work. And then we also introduced um, the Job Share app, um, which was a sort of job share finder to help introduce colleagues to each other and register their interest of finding a job share partner or respond to a request that they might not be aware of. If I'm honest, in reality, we had greater success through our talent and development conversations and our brilliant line manager conversations um, and encouraging our line managers to really get to know and care about our colleagues. But the and so the app wasn't as widely used as we'd anticipated. Um, but what it did do was symbolically say, look, we stand for this. We want to encourage people to work as job shares. And actually, we've got far more store manager job shares now than we've ever had previously. So it's definitely sort of moved the dial on that. So studies show that Gen X, Gen Z and millennials all have different needs where flexibility is concerned. In your view, how can you get the right balance in a diverse organisation such as M&S? Yeah, I think it's a really important point. We, and I've, I've talked about this all the way through really, but we really work hard to get closer to colleagues. It's something that we stand for. And therefore I think what's most important is flexibility and respecting that not everybody wants the same thing from flexible working. And therefore you've got to get to know your people and what matters and what's important to them and learn what's popular um, and what's not. And I think you've also got to have a set of sort of underpinning principles that are really important from a business perspective. You know, flexible working is for the business as well as for the colleague. Um, and we talk a lot about how are our working practices conducive to driving a high performance culture? So what do our customers need? What does our business need? What do the teams need? When is it important that people come together and to do what? So we think it's important for challenge. We think it's important for collaboration. We think it's important for innovation. Um, you know, it's obviously important to be to be facing our, for, our, for our customers and to be facing our customers on the front line. And we want our support centre to be supporting our stores. Within that, we then want to offer flexibility. Um, and that's and we also want. Sorry, the other thing I would say is we want to make sure we can coach great talent. So some things are just done better together. So I think getting clear on your principles. I then think it's about understanding what the team needs, and then you understand what your individuals need. Um, and and having open, honest, direct conversations, I think, is the way forward. Everybody's circumstances and situations are so different now um, that it's it's almost impossible to come up with a, a policy that just that works for everybody. Great insight, Sarah, and lots of um, in learnings. I think for everybody to take away because there is no right or wrong to this. Um, I think no. that's apparent. It's a journey that many organisations are on, MS included. Great to see the industry norm being challenged and actually a recognition that, that the world is changing and employees and customers, they're changing too. And it's about staying, staying ahead of the curve, if you like. Um, so thank you very much. We've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.